welcome to the Hope City Church podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. So, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about God. We're going to talk about God today. That's a good thing to talk about. We're going to talk about today being on God's side. We're going to talk about being on God's side. Look at your neighbor and say, get on God's side. Look at your other neighbor and say, get on God's side. Get on God's side. Second Timothy chapter 1 says this. And this is the English standard, and I like this translation. It says this, for God has given us a spirit. Most translations say God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. But I like the way the ESV says, because it focuses on the spirit that God has given you as opposed to focusing on the spirit of fear. Now, this translation says, God has given us a spirit. Now, come on. God's given you a spirit. And if you don't hear anything else today, you need to hear this. You've got a spirit inside of you that's been given to you by Jesus Christ. Not of fear, but of power and love and self-control or a sound mind. If you have looked at the news in the last week, this morning, I opened it up to check just to make sure that we were still allowed to meet in, in groups of this size. And literally every news story was about the virus. Everything I scrolled, virus, virus, virus. This is what Canada's doing. This is what America's doing. France and Spain have done this. Don't do this. Top five things not to do. Top three ways not to touch your face. Top number one, just don't do it. I don't know, rocket science, just don't touch your face. Number two, wash your hands. Just go wash your hands. How hard is that? Don't lick your hands and touch somebody. Easy peasy, right? But everywhere you look, you see this information, you see misinformation, and you see disinformation being spread everywhere you go, right? Misinformation is wrong information getting passed around. Disinformation is wrong information getting passed around on purpose to spread lies, Right? So you see all kinds of stuff going everywhere, and you just don't know what to believe. And what you see happening is there is a spirit of fear rising in the world. You, has anybody gone to Costco or a grocery store lately looking for stuff, and you can't find anything? I saw, I saw something today saying that one of the Costcos here in B.C. is sold out of dog food. I don't, I don't, I don't know if people like bought the dog food. Like, if there's no other food, we can eat dog food, so let's hoard it. And so dog food is sold out. The reaction that you're seeing in the world is disproportionate to what the virus actually is. And can we just talk about some stats about what the virus actually is just for a minute, just so we can have, me and Josiah were driving in the car the other day and he was looking at the news and was just talking about all the people in the world who died. Ten, ten more people have died from the virus. Great news story. Josiah says, you know what they're not saying? They're not telling you how many people have overcome the virus. So let's just take a second and look at some facts here about the virus, and then let's move on to the Word of God. So, number one, here, cases worldwide to date. Now, this was from yesterday. Today, it's 160,000. But yesterday afternoon, there was 155,862 cases in the world. Those are open cases, and those are closed cases. Just to keep it in perspective, currently, there is more than 7.7 .7 billion people on the planet. 
Hmm? It is a pandemic. So let's go to the next thing here. Closed cases, there was 80,253 that have been closed, right? Of that, 74,438 have recovered and gone home. 5,815 of those have passed away. Open cases currently right now are this. 75,609, 69,700 of those are recovered or discharging. 5,900 of those have passed away. Now, we're at the very beginning of this. This is a very real thing that we need to be aware of, we need to deal with, we need to use wisdom. But here's the thing. We don't want to let this fear run and drive our life. We don't want to be running to Costco to buy dog food in case there's nothing else to eat. There is a better way. There is a higher way. And we're going to talk about that a bit today. Go with me to Joshua chapter 1. This section of scripture has been in my heart for two weeks now, and it's beginning to make sense. Two weeks ago when I was sitting in my class in Phoenix, I wasn't quite sure why I was going to talk about this today, but I knew that I was supposed to talk about this today. Joshua chapter 1, Joshua is the beginning where Moses has passed away. Moses has died, and God comes to Joshua and says, hey, Moses has died. It's time for you now to lead these people and go into the promised land and get everything that I've told you you guys were going to get. Get all your inheritance. So it says, after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, and he said this, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. Now remember, the Israelites and that older generation, they were not allowed to go into the promised land because they didn't trust, and they didn't believe what God had said. And so they had to wander around the desert for 40 years. And then when Moses died and that generation had died off, then the Israelites were allowed to go into the promised land. So God is saying to Joshua, now is your chance. Now is the time for you to go into this promised land. Verse 3 says this, I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you'll be on land I've given you. Verse 4 says, from the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites, 5 says, no one will be able to stand against you as long as, I, as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Can we pause there for a second? Some of you need to hear this today. And some of you need to let this sink into your heart. Some of you need to let it overpower those thoughts of fear that are resting in your mind and your spirit. And all you can think about is death and disease and waking up and the virus is everywhere and the wind is blowing like crazy and the power is out of your house. And you think, my God, is this the end of the world? What is happening? I just want to remind you for a second that this is God speaking. What does he say? He says, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you. I will not fail you. Sloan, God is saying today, I will not fail you. Kim, he will not abandon you. Justin, He's going to be right there with you when you walk through whatever you're walking through. God's not going to leave you high and dry all by yourself. If you get our newsletter, I posted a video on our newsletter and I said this and I believe it. This virus has not caught God off guard. Do you think God's up in heaven saying, oh man, how did I miss this one? I sent my son to the cross. Jesus died on the cross and he died for all the sickness and all the disease and all those things, but we forgot about this virus. My Lord, I guess he would say, my me. I don't know what to do about this. 
I will not fail you or abandon you. God is with you every place that you go. He's not forgotten you. He's not leaving you behind. He will not fail you, and he will not abandon you. That is some good news. And if you're afraid today, I tell you what, you should be shouting at that. No? Okay. Let's go. Verse 6. Here we go. He's talking to Joshua. And he's given Joshua some command. Joshua has just moved up. He's the new CEO of the Israelites. It's a big company. There's more than a million of them. He's got to lead all these people. He's just stepped into this role. And now he's leading these people into the promised land, into what God had promised them. It could be a scary time. He's on one side of the Jordan River. And he's got to get all these people and all these kids and all these tents and all these animals. He's got to get them all across the Jordan River. Jordan River is a big river in some parts and it's full of alligators and full of crocodiles and full of nasty stuff and he's got to get them across. And God says to him here, and this is what God is saying to you today. Be strong and courageous for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give to them. Verse seven says this, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Verse 8 says, Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then, only when? Only when you study this book of instruction. Can I see your Bible for a second? Yep. This is the book of instruction that he is referring to. This is your book of instruction. You are living in uncertain times where you don't know what's happening tomorrow. You could wake up tomorrow and they could say, you're not allowed leaving your house for the next three months. They could say all kinds of things. But he's saying, if you will study this book of instruction, when you put your faith, when you put your life resting in the truth found in these pages, when you trust in Jesus Christ... You don't have to be worried about much else. You will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Verse 9. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. You don't have to be afraid. You got to use wisdom. Yep, yep, you got to use wisdom. If you're not feeling good, stay away from people, stay home. If you see somebody who's not feeling good, don't go touch them. Don't go rub, don't go rub their face. Don't go shake hands with them. Don't give them a big hug. Use wisdom, but don't let fear drive your life. Don't be bound up and controlled by fear so that you are spending your time buried in your house, afraid to go see anybody. Can I just, can I just, Put this thought to you for a second. Let me put a thought to you. The world is falling apart right now. People are terrified. People are confused. People are scared and frustrated. If only there was somebody who knew the truth that could tell them. Do we know anybody that knows the truth? And... Jesus is the truth. And do, is there anybody that knows the truth of Jesus? Do, does anybody in this place know the truth of Jesus? Yeah. 
A handful of people. I'm glad we're glad. <laughs> I'm glad. So let me let me just let me just give you this thought. Maybe when we find ourselves in these uncertain times, maybe what you could be doing is as you're going about your day, that you encounter people and you see that they're scared and they're afraid and they don't know what's happening and they don't know where to turn and they don't know what to do, maybe that is the perfect chance for you to begin to talk to them about the answers that you have on the inside of you. <gasps> My Lord, what a strange thought. This is a weird thought. Be strong and courageous when you find yourself in these times and these places that you begin to give away what you've been given. Be strong and courageous. It's not a time to run back and run away and be afraid. It's a time to use wisdom, yes, but be strong and courageous. Give the life that you've been given away to others when you can, how you can. Maybe, maybe a way to give life to other people is give them some toilet paper. Yeah. Be strong and courageous. Now, if you go on a few chapters, we see that Joshua sends some spies over to Jericho, and we hear about Rahab the prostitute, and she lives in the wall, and she saves them, and she saves the spies. And, and then we hear about Joshua taking all the people, and they cross the Jordan River, and it's amazing. The Bible says that as soon as, as the priests that were carrying the Ark of the Covenant, which was the presence of God, and as soon as those feet touched the rivers of the Jordan, the water began to spread apart, and they walked across on dry land, just like when they crossed the Red Sea. And the Bible says they got to the other side, and they made camp. And then in Joshua chapter 5, the Israelites have all moved across the river. They're all on the other side. They're getting ready to go and march around that great story. Who knows the story about marching around the battle of the walls of Jericho? I love that story. It's so weird. It's just a weird Bible story. And it's just one of those great stories about how God does weird things and moves miraculously. And I'll tell you what, God in the Bible moves in such weird, mighty ways. And if he did it then, he can do it now. Amen. So they're, they're camped, and they're ready to get ready to go fight these people. And Joshua goes out, and in my mind, the people are all ready for battle. They're all getting ready. They're all packing up their swords and putting on their armor. And, and Joshua goes out before. I think in my mind, it's kind of like, who's seen the movie Gladiator? It's, it's a great movie. And before, before the Gladiator always goes out and fight, he always, he always scoops down and puts up some dirt from the ground in his hands, and he rubs that dirt in his hands and smells it before he goes to battle. And in my mind, Joshua's gone out and he's looking at the city of Jericho and he goes and he's looking at it and he's scooped some dirt up and he's smelt it and he's felt it and he's rubbed it on his hands to make all that sweat dry up because he's getting ready to fight. The Bible says in Joshua chapter five, starting in verse 13, it says this, when Joshua was near, near the town of Jericho, he looked up and he saw a man standing in front of him. The guy had a sword in his hand Joshua went up to him and demanded. Of course he would. The, the city they're about to battle is right there. So Joshua comes up and says, hey, are you a friend or are you a foe? Who are you? Are you my friend or my buddy? Or are we going to fight right now? And the guy says this. He says, neither one. Hmm. He's neither a friend nor a foe. He says, I am the commander of the Lord's army. And at this, Joshua fell with his face to the ground in reverence. And he said, I'm at your command. 
what do you want your servant to do? And here's what I want to say to you today. See, just four chapters earlier in chapter one, God was saying to Joshua, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. So many times, a lot of us live our lives where we want God to be on our side. God, come and bless what I am doing. Come over here and help me. Help me walk through these scary times. Help me, help me walk through this virus. Help me figure out how I'm supposed to do this. Help me not be afraid. And in chapter 5, we see that God says, I'm not your friend and I'm not your foe. And here's what I want. I want you to get on my side. And this is how we're going to make it through these uncertain times. This is how we're going to make it through this scariness is by getting on God's side. When you don't say, God, get on my side. God, come and bless what I'm doing. You're saying, God, I want to be on your side. God, I want to walk in your blessing. God, I want to walk in your wisdom. God, I want to walk in your strength. God, I want to walk in your mercy and your grace and your ability. God, I don't want to do things on my own schedule over here, and I don't want to try and get you to come and be with me. God, I want to come over here and be with you. Get on God's side. Get on God's side. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. This isn't a time to shrink back. This isn't a time to be afraid. Again, it's a time to use wisdom for sure. But it is a time, it's an unprecedented time in history where we need to get on God's side and begin to say, God, what are you doing? God, what do you want to say? God, what do you want me to do in this time and season? God, is there somebody that I need to go give toilet paper to? Is there somebody that I need to take some food to? Is there somebody that I need to go and talk to about you because they are so riddled and paralyzed with fear that they can't do anything? Can I go share your love with somebody? Amen. I want to share a few scriptures with you. I want to remind you of some things that as we leave this place today, that you remember some of the promises that God has said to you and for you about us. So let's look at this first one here. Isaiah 54, 17 says this, no weapon formed against you will prosper and every tongue which rises up against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Say it. Say, no weapon formed against me will prosper. Now say it like you mean it. No weapon formed against me will prosper. Forget about it. Let's look at this next scripture. John, 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than than he who is in the world. Come on now. He that's in you, he that's in you is greater than he who's in the world. Let's say it again. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. What's in the world right now? A big old fat spirit of fear. A big old fat spirit of fear. And you do not want that spirit of fear to find a home in your heart. If you let fear in your heart, it will affect and drive everything you do. It will affect how you act. It will affect what you say. It will affect what you think. So you want to remind yourself that that spirit of fear is not greater 
than the spirit of God that is inside you. Some of you need to walk around and say over and over, you know what? Greater is he that's in, hello. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Just walk around saying it over and over again until it gets deep down inside of you, until you believe that greater inside Reese is he that is in the world. Come on, buddy. Greater is he that is inside you than the one that's in the world. Let's look at another scripture. Oh, I love this verse. Romans 8, 11. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by that same spirit living within you. I am a whole lot more excited about these scriptures than you all are looking. I don't, I just, uh, this is good news. This is good news to us. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead. That same spirit lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he's going to give life to your mortal bodies. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives and dwells on the inside of me. I've got that same spirit inside of me so that I don't got to be afraid wherever I go, whatever I'm doing. I've got the same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave living up inside of me. Okay. I think we got one more here. I, I want to read this whole chapter to you. So if you've got your Bibles, can you open this to Psalm 91 for me? And I want to read this passage of verse to you today. Guys, if I could get anything across to you today. It was like the perfect dramatic timing. <laughs> Did you get it? Yeah. If I could get anything across to you, and what I believe the Spirit of God is trying to get across, is that yes, we need to be serious. We need to take things serious. You need to wash your hands. You need to use wisdom where you go, when you go, what you do, and how you do it. Be wise. But what the Spirit of God is wanting to say to us today is don't live in fear. Do not let fear cripple you. Do not let fear stop you from moving in the things that God has called you to do. There is a world, probably like never before, who does not know what to do who truly, we say this all the time, those people out there need what you have inside of you. And probably right now, more than ever, those people are realizing, I need something. I need help. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn. I'm so afraid. I'm so paralyzed. They are saying that just out of fear, people are staying home from their jobs. They're not going, schools are shutting down. The, the workforce is shutting down. We're going to start, at this rate, we're going to start losing all the normal things we have, like food and, and things that we use for life. Because people are afraid. People need what you have inside of you. Don't be afraid to give it away. They need it. They need that life. That, they need that healing. They need that freedom. And so Psalm 91, and I'm going to read all 16 verses to you. 
And if you've got a Bible, crack it open. If you've got a highlighter, I encourage you to highlight this like crazy. If you use your phone, make sure these verses are highlighted. If you have a pen, make notes, scribble, draw notes on things that stand out and that mean something to you so that when you look at this again, you can remind yourself. Psalm 91 in the New Living Translation says this. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Don't be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness. Come on now. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you and no plague will come near your home. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, the Lord says to you today, I will rescue those who love me and I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. Stand up with me. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawn closer to Jesus and that his spirit, his love, and his life are filling you right now. If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.